MSW Media. Thanks to Avast for supporting the Daily Beans. With Avast One, you can confidently take control of your online world by helping you stay safe from viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, and other cybercrimes. Learn more about Avast One at Avast.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. Today, the Department of Justice has filed a reply to Trump's reply about their motion to stay part of Judge Cannon's decision. The Department of Justice also unsealed more of the search warrant affidavit, including details about the Mar-a-Lago video surveillance subpoena. The House Oversight Committee is asking the National Archives to determine whether any of Trump's White House records were still unaccounted for. The Senate Judiciary Committee has launched an investigation into allegations that Trump's DOJ sought to use the Southern District of New York to do Donald's bidding. And Oath Keeper leader Stuart Rhodes has filed a motion for a special master of his very own. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Ooh, we were close to a minute on that one. Dana, how are you? Hi, that was good. Uh, we've got a busy news day, but I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I am so wonderful. I got to go to the White House, to the South Lawn today to celebrate the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. The president spoke, Senator Schumer spoke, Speaker Pelosi spoke, VP Harris gave some words. James Taylor opened with fire and rain. I saw that. Yeah. And then uh, we all sang along. Oh, it was just absolutely wonderful. I got to meet Liz Warren, which was great. Malcolm Kenyatta, Senator Whitehouse, Blumenthal, Representative Cohen, Schiff. I got close to, to Biden. I was about 10 feet away while he was meeting and greeting folks. It was just an amazing celebration. It was just totally awesome. It was a beautiful day here in D.C. So I'm, I'm so honored that I, I got to go. And I, I feel like everyone, I feel like y'all were there with me, truly. It was much deserved. So I'm glad you got to experience that as well. Thank you very much, my friend. All right. We've got a lot of late breaking news today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up, Department of Justice has filed a reply to Trump's response to the DOJ motion to stay Judge Cannon's order to stop the criminal investigation into the stolen classified documents. And of course, they cover there's no executive privilege. Of course, they go into the fact that the criminal investigation and the national security risk assessment are inextricably linked. And here's some quotes from the filing. The government seeks a stay only as to a discrete set of just over 100 records marked as classified. That is, records that were specifically sought by a prior grand jury subpoena whose unauthorized retention may constitute a crime under 18 U.S. Code 793 espionage and with markings signifying that their unauthorized disclosure, quote, reasonably could be expected to result in damage to the national security, including exceptionally grave damage. The government's stay motion demonstrates that the government is likely to succeed on the merits. Trump argued that they weren't with a bunch of bullshit arguments, but they say we're likely to succeed because Trump can't plausibly establish any property interest in or privileged claim as to the seized records marked as classified, that the government and the public are irreparably harmed while the court's order as to those records remains in effect, and that a partial stay would impose no cognizable harm on Trump. Trump's response largely ignores those showings. Instead, 
He principally seeks to raise questions about the classification status of the records and their categorization under the Presidential Records Act. But plaintiff does not actually assert, much less provide any evidence that any of the seized records bearing classification markings have been declassified. More importantly, the issues plaintiff attempts to raise are ultimately irrelevant. Even if Trump had declassified these records, and even if somehow had categorized them as his personal records for purposes of the Presidential Records Act, neither which has been shown, nothing in the Presidential Records Act or any other source of law establishes a plausible claim of privilege or any other justification for an injunction restricting the government's review and use of the records at the center of an ongoing criminal and national security investigation. And nothing in the plaintiff's response rebuts the compelling public interest in granting the limited stay the government seeks. They go to say, first, plaintiff failed to rebut our showing that the court lacks equitable jurisdiction. They still haven't addressed jurisdiction as to seized records bearing classification markings because Trump categorically has no property interest in these records and has no need for their return. Second, he has no viable claim of privilege as to these records that bear classification markings. And his attempt to change the subject by holding out the possibility he could have declassified some of the seized records and or that he could have designated them as personal records fare no better. The DOJ and FBI would also have a compelling need to review any purportedly declassified records as part of the government's investigation into the adequacy of the response to the May 2022 grand jury subpoena, which sought, quote, any and all documents or writings in the custody or control of Donald Trump or the office of Donald J. Trump bearing classification markings. <laughs> Attachment C, emphasis added. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, the government would need to consider the record's prior declassification as it relates to the application of the Espionage Act. The government and the public have a compelling interest in that investigation continuing, and Trump is not entitled to restrict the government's investigation pending a review of these records for privileged claims that cannot prevail. And finally, at the DOJ's request, and I, I saw this coming, we talked about it, Judge Reinhardt has unsealed more of the search warrant affidavit. I'm going to go through this in detail on tomorrow's show, but today, a key detail is that the subpoena for the video surveillance footage covered the time period from January 10th 2022 through June 24th, 2022, which is the date the subpoena was served. That's like six months. That's a long time. That's after the June 3rd meeting where they collected what they were told was the rest of the classified documents. Now, whether the Trump organization actually produced all the requested video remains redacted, except for an indication that they did produce a hard drive to the Department of Justice on July 6th. I would love if in that video, AG, there was like all these people like Sean Hannity just walking into the that the place where they're being held, like on the video, everyone's like, is that fucking Sean Hannity? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, the chairwoman of the House Oversight Committee has requested that the National Archives conduct a review into whether presidential records from the Trump White House have been all accounted for. After the Justice Department recovered roughly 100 classified documents and 48 empty folders with banners marked classified from his residence last month. In a letter sent Tuesday to the acting archivist of the United States Rep. Carolyn Maloney, she's the Democrat from New York, urged the archives to, quote, seek a personal certification from Donald Trump that he has surrendered all presidential records that he illegally removed from the White House after leaving office. You go, Maloney. 
Now, Maloney also called on the agency to, quote, conduct an urgent review of presidential records recovered from the Trump White House to assess whether presidential records remained unaccounted for, as we just talked about, and potentially in the possession of Donald J. Trump. In the six-page letter, Maloney underscored concerns about the dozens of empty folders for classified materials recovered by the FBI during the August 8th search of the former president's residence at Mar-a-Lago, writing that, quote, sensitive presidential records may remain out of the control and custody of the U.S. government. Went on to say, although it's not clear from the inventory list why these folders were empty, the apparent separation of classified material and presidential records from their designated folders raises questions as to how the materials were stored and to whether sensitive material may have been lost or obtained by third parties. It has been. The chairwoman requested an initial assessment of findings from the archives by September 27th, so that's really just around the corner, and also called on Congress to consider potential legislative revisions to the Presidential Records Act. Yes, excellent. Excellent use of Congress. We have to vote so we can keep them all in there so they can keep these investigations rolling because the Senate Judiciary Committee is also going to investigate allegations that the Justice Department, under the former guy, sought to use the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, the Southern District, to support Trump politically and pursue his critics. And that's according to the committee's chairman. The allegations are in a new book by Jeffrey Berman, who was U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York from 2018 through June 2020 when he was fired by Trump. The chairman, Senator Richard Durbin, Dick Durbin, who's the number two Senate Democrat, made the announcement in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, which cited the New York Times report on Thursday detailing the book's allegations, right? Now, Berman, the book that he wrote, portrays the Trump Justice Department officials as motivated by partisan concerns as they tried to initiate criminal investigations or block them, the Times reported. The book Holding the Line was obtained by the Times in advance of its scheduled publication on Tuesday. Some of the cases that were mentioned are the Cohen case, trying to remove individual one from that case. I'm wondering about the Roger Stone case. He was never mentioned in there, even though he did speak to him and talk about the WikiLeaks dumps. You know, we're talking about investigation. They wanted to investigate John Kerry because he was trying to keep the Iran nuclear deal together. They wanted to investigate him. There was also the whole Mueller investigation, you know, as uh, and a Hulk Bank investigation. I know we talked about that a lot on Mueller, she wrote, that Hulk Bank investigation was allowed to go through. And actually, Rod Rosenstein supported that, but they were trying to, they were trying to bury it until, of course, Erdogan and Trump had a falling out. And then they said, go ahead and indict Hulk Bank. Of course. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? Anyway, all personal utilization of the Justice Department. Durbin said, these reported claims indicate astonishing and unacceptable deviations from the department's mission to pursue impartial justice, which requires that its prosecutorial decisions be free from political influence. Why they didn't start this fucking investigation on January 6th is beyond, is beyond me because we knew all this. Well, you know, we did. The Leguminati did, right? I guess now they're, the book came out from Jeffrey Berman. They're like, oh, okay, well, listen to the beans, fellas. He added that allegations also compound the already serious concerns raised by then-Attorney General William Barr's efforts in 2020 to replace Berman with a Trump loyalist. We also talked about that. Berman's dismissal came after he refused Barr's request to resign. Barr had sought to replace him with an ally of the administration. Anthony Coley, a spokesman for Garland, confirmed the receipt of Durbin's letter and declined to comment. All right. Thank you, A.G. And last in this segment, a federal judge only last week explained to Oath Keeper leader Elmer Rhodes at length why his request to delay his September 27th seditious conspiracy trial would be flatly denied. Nope. Sorry. 
But with that trial <laughs> just around the corner, Rhodes is throwing basically anything that might stick against a wall and has asked for another delay, as well as the appointment of what? His own special master to help him review evidence, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. <laughs> the special master request echoes the delay tactics playing out in the Justice Department's classified records removal case involving Donald Trump. So Rose is looking at this going, well, maybe this will work for me. Now, there's an important note here. This motion in Rhodes's case was filed by attorney Ed Tarpley Jr. Rhodes unsuccessfully tried to substitute Tarpley for his longtime current attorneys, Philip Linder and James Bright. Only last week. Remember, we talked about this. He's like, I need new attorneys. And the judge is like, too, too late. It's too late. There's there's room at the table for you, Tarpley, but you can't get rid of these other guys. Sorry. Exactly. You can add attorneys. You can't swap them out. Now, presiding <laughs> U.S. District Judge Ahmed Mehta, who we've talked about a lot, refused to let Tarpley come aboard as his only official representation since the, tri- the trial is just weeks away. And Tarpley himself conceded. He said, OK. And this was after some equivocation that, in fact, he would not be able to prepare a defense for Rhodes in time. Yep, judge is right. I can't even do my job right in that amount of time. Now, at the same hearing, Bright and Linder strongly defended themselves after accusations of misconduct by Rhodes. And Bright even went so far as to accuse Rhodes of lying about their alleged lack of support in preparing for his case. What a clusterfuck. <laughs> but after brief mediation with Meta. That all sounded like meditation. I know. I thought that too. Like they were like, mm, <laughs> we have to think about this. Mm. Namaste. <laughs> After a brief meditation. <laughs> After brief mediation with Meta, a solution was reached. Judge Meta agreed to let Tarpley sit at the defense's table during the trial, but that would be the extent of it. That's it. Now, given the recent and very terse dressing down of Rhodes's push to delay this seditious conspiracy trial yet again, Rhodes has tried to secure a delay at least twice before. He's done this twice before. It is exceedingly unlikely at this point that the presiding judge, who is Meta, is going to grant this request in full. There's no chance in hell. Or even in part, right? Like, what are you even trying to do? Okay, this is funny. I just got a text. Hey, it's President Biden. Today, we're celebrating our big wins, the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act in D.C. I wanted to be sure to share that victory with you. Take a few minutes and watch my message. And then if you can chip in a few, but I was like, I was there, bro. Been there, done that. Should I text him back? Oh, I was there already. I saw it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was fun. He got mad. He he got, you know, he went dark Brandon. It was really good. He was, Love it. He was mad that not a single Republican voted for any of this shit. They're just a bunch of fascists. It was pretty rad. And I'm glad he should hammer that message and they should put it on video. So when these guys and girls start touting and midterm ads about this Inflation Reduction Act, but they're going to be like, oh, look what we did for the people. And everyone can go, nah, you didn't. That wasn't you. It was, uh, wow, just such a cool day. I'm so glad I got to come again. Thanks to everyone. You all made this shit possible. So couldn't have done it without you. Sending all my love. All right, next, I get to hear your love. We get to hear the good news, but we have to take a quick break. So stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. I own a mattress from Helix Sleep, and it has changed my entire life. I love sleep. Sleep is my favorite thing. And Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your sleep preferences. The Helix lineup now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. And how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you? Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Take their online two-minute sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. I took the quiz. It was super short, super easy. I was matched with the Helix Midnight. I'm a side sleeper, and I like a medium firm bed, as you know. It's the best mattress I've ever slept on. The setup was fast and easy. 
They offer a 100-night risk-free trial at Helix. If you decide it's not the best fit, you can return it for a full refund. Every Helix mattress is a hybrid design mattress. It has individually wrapped steel coils at the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combo of comfort and support. And you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded number one best mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders, plus two free pillows. Their pillows are amazing. Yeah, everyone, you have to try them. Just by going to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And online security is necessary to keep your private information secure, especially in this day and age. I use Avast. Avast has been a global leader in cyber protection for over 30 years and is trusted by over 435 million users and prevents over 1.5 billion attacks every month. Avast empowers you with digital safety and privacy, no matter who you are, where you are, or how you connect. You can enjoy the opportunities that come with being connected on your terms. Avast's new all-in-one solution called Avast One helps you take control of your safety and privacy online through a range of features. And because Avast believes essential protection should be available to everyone, there's a free version available of Avast One, which still includes award-winning free AV, free VPN, free firewall, and so much more. You should start using Avast today. Avast privacy features also keep your identity and actions hidden. Avast's security solutions stop malware phishing and virus attacks. Plus, Avast performance products clean up and speed up your devices. It's a triple threat. It makes your life safer and easier. Avast has so many features, all the ones I've been looking for. I can't tell you how much I love these guys enough. It, I, I feel so safe online. I enjoy their PC speed up, which optimizes the background activity of my apps because I tend to have a bunch of stuff open at once. So thanks to Avast for supporting the Daily Beans. Confidently take control of your online world with Avast One. It helps you stay safe from viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, and other cyber crimes. Learn more about Avast One at Avast.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, pod pet picks, adoptable pets in your area, shout out to someone who you love that's amazing. Uh, you can send us anything and everything by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. We are in the midst of sending out the new shirts, the right sizes. We are going to give all of our proceeds to the How We Win Fund, which helps elect Democrats in the midterms. We are riding a wave and it's going to be fucking awesome. I think we're going to I think we're going to win it all, dude. I really do. I sure the hell hope so, because whoo, this is giving me anxiety. More gray hairs and I'm already salt and peppered. We got to get our asses out and vote. Yeah. And, you know, every single election is going to be like this from now on. It's just going to be. I know. It's going to be a. Um, whew, right up to the last minute and beyond. We, it, we could be weeks before we figure out how well we did, how big the blue wave was. All right. First up from Upper Falls on Twitter. Good news. Two years ago, my sister was diagnosed with stage two colon cancer, but luckily surgery was successful. And other than follow up appointments, no further treatment is required. Fast forward to today, and I had my own colonoscopy staring me in the face. Well, not the face. <laughs> I was scared and reached out to the Daily Beans group and received reassurance and warm thoughts. I told everyone at the surgical center my fears, and they listened, and they said they would talk to me right after the procedure. If not for your podcast, I would have tried to be strong and deny my fears and anxiety. You and all the folks at the Beans always lift each other up, and today was my turn. And good news. No polyps. I'm cleared for five years. Woohoo! 
thank you all today and every day. Dude, Upper Falls, that is so great. Congratulations on that. Yes, absolutely. Not on the procedure itself, but that that uh, everything is yeah. clear and you're cleared for five years. I liked my colonoscopy. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was fun. But, you know, you're pretty high. <laughs> just, I don't get to get high. So it's like, oh, that was nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, AG, I'll take this super short one and then on to the next. This is from Anonymous. She and her. Hi, Beanie Queens. Here's my Halloween submission. Can you guess who they're dressed as? Love you all. I think the person on the left is supposed to be Carol Baskin, but I'm not sure. Like from I don't know Tiger, or, or I, I have no idea. I can't imagine that some child would dress up as Carol Baskin. From I can't put my finger on it here. I know. Look at how cute these kids are. They're adorable. I, th- I mean, all three of them. Okay, we're gonna. You didn't include an answer, anonymous. So, I know. do we have any guesses on the the other ones on the littles? Are they like a group? I don't know. Is that Forrest Gump on the right? It could be Forrest. Maybe the one in the middle is Cheech or Chong. (laughs) Maybe the middle is Lieutenant Dan. Oh my God. (gasps) No, no, you might be right. Is that Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan and Jenny? Is it? I think we figured out the mystery. Oh. (laughs) Oh my God. That's it has to be. And that is hysterical. That's I if it's not, hey, write us, let us know. I think this, we're right. Well this, done, AG. All right. This, this is from Lizzie, pronouns she and her. Hi, friends. Question or suggestion. Instead of vote blue over Q, could the tagline be something like vote blue and bring someone with you? Here's why I suggest this. Your podcast inspired me in 2018 and a lit of fire under me. Repeatedly hearing you say vote in numbers too great to manipulate. Reinforce the urgency for me. I'm a full-time working mom of an elementary school kid, and I also care for my elderly parents. But because of that sense of urgency, I started carrying voter registration cards with me everywhere. I handed them out at every drive-thru. And because what better way to find young, working, poor, potential voters? I find, quote, blue over Q, cute, but it's not giving me the same sense of urgency. I'm also very concerned about, because two of my people I thought would always be solidly in the Dem camp have become independent curious. Mm. I need all the help I can get to stay motivated to bring Dems to the polls. Much love to you all. Thank you, Lizzie, for that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Instead of vote blue over Q, vote blue and bring someone with you. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I do. Um, I'll think on that. I'm I'm going to meet up with the Midas, the Marcellus brothers tonight. We'll talk about we'll talk about another tagline. Let's see what we come up with. Next up from John and Nicole from Yuba City. Hi, I've been listening to your podcast since the early kitchen table days. Hello, John and Nicole. Do you guys still do the pets available in your area? Yes, I do. We have a kitten come to our door. We had one it come to our door in June. We took her in while trying to find her a home as no one in the neighborhood seemed to be missing her. And she was obviously an indoor cat. What we didn't realize was that she was pregnant. Pregante. Pregonant. <laughs> My wife took care of her during her pregnancy and the four beautiful kittens that she had. We were able to find homes for the other kittens, but haven't found a place for mom. She's such a sweet and affectionate cat, but is not getting along with our other cats. She's only a year old. We think she'd be a perfect cat for someone in need of a companion. I've included a picture of her. Also, bonus picture of the kittens before we were able to find great homes for all of them. Thank you. This is from Yuba City. If you need a kitty cat, this is Jonesy. Very talkative, playful, lovable. Love to cuddle. Oh, look at this beautiful gray and white tabby. I know. Oh, what is Look at those kittens. 
Oh, the kitties. Look at there's a calico and there's a little rusty cat. That's a dipstick cat that I had a, a cat named Dipstick. It's all white with just like orange it's tail. It's a pile of kittens. I love kitty piles. Thank you for that photo. And anybody in Yuba City, let us know. There's a cat available and she's sweet and talkative and loves to play with toys. Love it. All right. Thank you so much. This is from Mickey. Pronouns he, him. Uh, hello, friends. I just heard the baby Bob Dylan bit and I had to contribute my own slip of the tongue. I work at a gaming store and answered a call from someone who wanted to sell us a very expensive magic, the gathering card, chaos or beta edition for those who know. My coworker went to check with the owner to see if we'd be interested, but came back with the quote is important. That's a quick and hard no from the boss. I unheld the collar and proceeded to tell him that I was very hard to say. I mean, very quick to hard, um, say, oh no. <laughs> oh, geez. I had to banish my coworker from earshot of the register so I could finish the call without her cackling, making my own helpless laughter worse. <laughs> Unrelated. I love hearing about new players picking up Dungeons and Dragons. For anyone feeling apprehensive about learning the game, follow the earlier example and find some other new players to team up with. You really will be brand new adventurers in a world of infinite potential and discovery. It's true. <laughs> For pet tax, me and my sister's lovely cuddle scarf which is a shoulder cat named Tilly. Thanks for the show. Oh, shoulder cats are the best. Super cute. I know that's it. That is a beautiful kitty too. I like the tail coming out the other side there. That's nice. Everybody, thank you for sending in your good news and your pet pics and this wonderful Jenna and Lieutenant Diane and Forrest Gump. I appreciate it. If in fact, that's who that trio is. I think it is. I mean, I think you nailed it when you got Forrest Gump and then we worked our way to the left. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. Anyway, thank you all so much. Send in your good news at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Dana, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, not today. All right. Well, I love you, my friend, and I love everyone listening. And I love everyone who will be listening in the future, going back to listen to old episodes and I love everyone for that. Okay, look, you get it. There's a lot everyone. of love. She loves you all. I love you all. And I love you, AG. I really do. I'm just, I'm just so glad that we all got out and voted in numbers too big to manipulate. I'll talk to the Midas Touch boys tonight and see if I can come up with something besides. Everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. And vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>